0: Hi, sweet friends. I am so excited to be here today. I am talking about something that I am very passionate about, right? I want to talk to you about changing your mind about productivity. So we will be discussing four areas, four topics, right? Um, One, I want us to discuss your productivity manual what's included, what it looks like, what you have unconsciously written about productivity. Um, Two, I want to talk about limits. And this is very difficult for me to do you. Most of you listening know me. If you don't know me, welcome, I'm Jessica Stong, cognitive behavioral coach, um, well rehearsed overachiever, and also someone who does not want to address her limits so we're going to talk about limits third we're going to talk about being versus doing and four i want to get to why rest matters to productivity are you ready i mean like this we got this right like no biggie so here we go what if you could be super clear about your instruction manual as it relates to productivity so you've listened to other podcasts in in the past and i love to talk about your manual for your life and in it is a section about productivity Um, and so i'm wondering if you had to write it down what would it include Um, because I think one of the most important things I do with my clients is get clear about their unspoken, unwritten manuals. So they're not operating on autopilot or with assumptions um, or just like with this unknowing, but it's driving their action and they feel like it's out of integrity with the person they're becoming. so we get super clear and super honest and super vulnerable. So clients report that they have instructions about right, how they should work, when they should work, what their work should look like. Um, what work constitutes is too much or not enough, what they think about, fill in the blank, right? Our manuals contain instructions about what we should and shouldn't do, which you know are cognitive um, distortions or how we should or shouldn't behave or act. And you guys know my favorite joke, joke or reference is I say our manuals or instruction manuals, particularly about productivity, are Ikea manuals that no one can figure out and they're just pictures. that that don't make any sense to me. Um, And they don't understand it themselves, let alone to give it to someone else for their interpretation and for them to hold them accountable. And somehow our society has decided along the way that the busier you are, the more successful you are, the more status you have. And that is, I see operating in our instruction manuals. Or not even, the busier you are, the more you matter. And that might be like to God, to others, like that you're popular. So think about the way that you have decided what being busy means for you um and on the flip side of that like what work means for you so i have i i get so worked up all the time right not worked up but i i want to push back when people are like oh i need to work four hour work day um because it's what they my coach told me to do, or it's what my coach training told me to do, or it's right. Like there's this weird pull also to the person that works the less has a status symbol as well. So then we're trying to fit ourselves into a new productivity manual and it's just hell in a handbasket. Right. And so we're, we're all like trying to get clear. They feel, clients feel guilty for working over the weekend or implying that they need to be busy. And if they're not busy, then maybe their business isn't um, successful. Or, Or, this is also something that I believe is impacting our future generations, is I will hear parents that want their kids as busy as possible, And I get it like to avoid getting into trouble. But at the same time, there needs to be a point where they learn to have downtime. In fact, you teach them how to have downtime, so that when they get to college and have downtime, or don't have someone scheduling, and get to be adults, they can handle it. And also, when we have expected of children, this productivity idea, and they don't live up to it, then they create their own instruction manuals. Um, Oh, it's so fascinating to watch and to experience and to be on the receiving end of judgment um, because we have made choices for our family um, to not be involved in thousands of sports or things and, and right, someone had the nerve to say, do you, would it help if you had a scholarship, I'm like, oh, no, thank you. That's not the point. We don't want to do it. So it's fascinating what our brains make up when we are not busy, when we don't allow our children to be busy. Oh, okay. But, but it's fascinating to see. And, and The struggle is real, though, I deeply get this. Um, We transfer, we have fear of missing out, right? Um, I have wanted to read The Joy of Missing Out. I'm pretty excited about that book, I have to say. And we transfer that to our children. And we realize that we're not teaching them that it's okay to rest for a whole day to not do just to be. And we're not teaching um, kids, youth, ourselves how to be. Um, and so we decide that we should be more productive. We should make six figures. We should hustle. We shouldn't take our time to sit and rest and read. And here's the deal, our brain also, my brain particularly wants to engage in all or nothing thinking. So like you're either not busy or you're super busy. No, there's in between. And I feel like we can live in that gray area in that gray space. So I wanna talk about limits Uh, because you guys know, I live with an autoimmune condition that I don't wanna recognize. I just wanna keep going and powering through and making everything okay and not recognizing my limits. But I believe limits are God-given in some ways. And I'm not talking about like um, cognitive limits and belief limits. Those are upper limit problems. Read the Big Leap by Gay Hendricks, work with a coach, right? Um, That's not what I'm talking about here. I'm talking about physical limits, even emotional limits. Um, So what if we started talking about the gift of limits? So I, I, and and i am saying this as someone who spent my entire life trying to get around my limits trying to hustle trying to get life hacks for moms to be faster and to be better and i wanted to find the energy tricks i've talked about this the mom tools to get more done in the shortest amount of time but here's the deal they work i mean you can make it work for you so that you can have more time for rest but what i I did in this is I didn't understand that limits look like our physical body, our family of origin, our skills, what we own, the amount of money we have, our time, our work, our family, our marriage, our spiritual knowledge, our understanding. I want to know what limits you experience and what I'm missing here. And I think the pain of ignoring our limits is is acting as if we are God, or we are like the divine being of the world we hustle we get frantic we think that we have to do everything we are all, the only one holding our world together and it's all on us, and so we panic, but Our, gimmick, our limits I added gimmicks, limits are gifts right. They can be gifts, they can teach us more about who we are and what we can become, and they can help us seek clarity and direction, they can help us avoid burnout and overwhelm. We can allow our limits to be our teacher and painful lessons, sweet friends, happen when we act as if we are God, right, like that's when that's when it happens. So we get the opportunity to say, okay, let's lay it all on the line. And that's what we do is like, is this a real limit? Is this a limit I want to um, acknowledge and respect? Or is this a limit that is um, my primitive brain doing a great job of keeping me stuck? So we, we also do that work. And here's the deal. People want to do this work by themselves. Great, I'm all for it. But sometimes we believe our own baloney, malarkey. And so we have the opportunity to to bring into to to light with someone else's view, someone else's non-biased understanding and experience of so many others. I do this with executives. I do this with boards. If you heard my last podcast, I talked about that. It's like, I disagree about your expectations about productivity. Your instruction manual is not my instruction manual. So let's talk about being versus doing. And we touched upon this in the last podcast too. I think this helps lead us into a fantastic conversation because What if we could decide? I believe this is truth, but you can decide. This is my belief, right? We know that beliefs are just thoughts we practice over and over again. um, That feel right in our bodies. So what if we aren't any better, or more, depending on what we produce in this world? What if it's not about what we do, but just who we are, just by being, by being, right? And we are afraid of ourselves. We run, we talked about this. We run to prove ourselves worthy. We stay busy to do it. We're afraid of what we'll find on the other side. Um, Accepting who we are, just being, is a skill that we must learn we must practice over and over again. And we're practicing um, not only mindfulness and intention in the Courageous Life Society, but also purpose and really understanding that purpose is being and that being allows us to do. I know, right? I find that's fascinating. And so um, just exploring this brings to light our unwritten scripts or unwritten rules or unwritten instruction manuals um, of what it means. And right, I think that we need to go back to the conversation around hurry sickness to also change our mind about productivity. But so when we understand that mindfulness is key, like paying knowing what you're paying attention to when you're paying attention to it where is your eyes where is your view you know that my orientation in cognitive behavioral therapy is also um, influenced co-influenced by Jon Kabat-Zinn's work in the area of mindfulness but also acceptance and commitment therapy which is an offshoot of this and dialectic behavioral therapy, an offshoot of CBT as well. There's so many acronyms, right? Um, DBT teaches mindfulness-based stress reduction principles explicitly in their program. So um, just to to give a quick primer on ACT acceptance and commitment therapy, it's really an approach to psychotherapy, CBT, not, yes, clients learn to stop avoiding i say this like denying and struggling with their inner emotions and instead instead accept the fact that these deeper feelings are appropriate and necessary responses to situations and shouldn't prevent them from moving forward in their lives it's an opportunity to see something deeper and so with this understanding i take clients um, through the process of committing to the necessary changes in their behavior. Yes, but that only comes from feeling it to healing it from naming it to taming it, regardless of what's going on in their lives. They do the deep inner work. To feel it all and on the other side to decide what they want. So with um, acceptance and commitment therapy, you make a commitment to accept who you are right We do this all the time in courageous life society we do not change from a place of like we're not good enough right you just accept who you are what you feel where you're at right now and by taking the steps to change your behavior while at the same time accepting all the psychological states psychological experiences all the emotions clients learn to change their cognitive and emotional states, their thoughts, emotions, really that their attitudes, their mindsets, their beliefs. So when we are deciding that we can accept and be not for what we do, but for who we are, we change that experience. We accept all of us and, and really begin to commit to this new version of ourselves. And it's scary, sweet friends. It can be scary. So I just want to quickly explore why rest matters, and then I'm going to give you an action item, right? I believe that rest will first refills our soul, fills our soul, right? Rest renews us. Rest allows us all of the things in our life that we need to be more present to be more centered to be more loving to be more patient and when our society is so focused on what we can or can't accomplish we think we can't stop and then we don't stop we push past those limits we talked about and guess what happens because i know this let me sip my coffee decaf coffee i would like it on the record i want you to hear what happens we break i i didn't mean to say that so dramatically no my whole life is one big drama right we break we snap we burn out it happened to me oh and i love john ortberg's explanation We can't run on empty, right? He says, the soul cannot run on empty, but we try. When my will is consistently, freely, hold on, I need to look this up. Uh, Joyfully aligned with what I most deeply value, my soul finds rest, that is wholeness. When I live life with half-hearted devotion, my soul is always strained. how is your soul right now how are you being right now are you okay with rest and not in the rest that like i'm going to do twenty eight thousand different things while i rest or i'm gonna go get a massage out of day spa and put cucumbers on my eyes that is rest i don't want you to think that but like rest rest like sitting there silent with a candle breathing in and out. I don't you define rest for how you want to define rest. Maybe it's playing a game with your kids. I don't know. But the thing is, we have to fill our tank. So we can give to others, right? Um, my yoga teacher, shout out to Jess Dunigan, who is the most beautiful soul says like, thank you for taking care of you. So you can take care of others at the end of the practice. And I'm like, preach it sister. So how do you want to rest? You might wanna go back to the rule of life. I talk about silence and stillness, but choose for you. Maybe it is an hour a week of like the artist way, um, spiritual path to higher creativity. Maybe it's an hour spent in in nature or creative i don't pick something and if an hour seems too long for you which it was felt, it felt crippling in the beginning i was like oh my gosh do 10 minutes i have clients that say i can't do 2 minutes of sitting still do 2 minutes do your limit and do the work Okay, sweet friends. I wanna hear from you. How is it going? What does this bring up? Tag me on the Instagrams or Facebook or email me at hello.jessica. no hello.jessicastong.com. And that I wanna hear from you. I wanna hear about how this is working. If you have questions, I will get back to my Q and A's um, probably once a month. So m- 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 managing summer schedules, I am keeping an eye on my limits. And I'm saying there's times that I can't do everything. So what am I gonna say no to to say yes to? And I gotta say yes to my soul. Okay, sweet friends. XO, I'll see you later. Bye. And as always, I want to remind you, if you want more information about how to work with me, if you really um, have heard anything on this episode that you're like, wait a minute, you can go to jessicastong.com. You can learn more information about the Courageous Life Society, a group coaching membership that really helps you take all this information and apply it. And also, you can get more information about one-on-one coaching Thank you so much and have a great and courageous week, everyone.